Right, okay. I'll tell you where we're up to. Kaftal Domadalov, last line. You need to fill it at the moment. The very yeah. last line. The Omrav Khanina. Now, last week we had as follows. Just as an introduction, last week we learnt, we, we learned about the story that Rav Hanina saw Rebbe hanging his tefillin on a peg. Yes. It didn't sound right. Right. And it didn't sound right because I tell a tefillin of Yotolalochayev is somebody hangs his tefillin up, suspends his tefillin, his life will suspend it. So how could he do it? So the answer, there was two answers. One answer was that it, uh, there's a difference how you hang it up. If you hang it up on the strap so that the box is hanging down, that you can't do. Because the box has got the kadusha, it's got the parchment in it, and therefore you can't do that. However, if you hang it by the box so that the straps are hanging down, that's okay. That was <coughs> the first answer. The second answer was he only hung it up in a bag. Okay, so it was Rabbi Hanina giving Adus about what Rebbe did. So now we come on to another story, similarly where Rabbi Hanina gives Adus, he talks about what Rebbe did. And that's why it comes here, and also because it's connected with our, uh, with our sugya. Om Rabbi Hanina. So this is now we start in the Gemara last line. Om Rabbi Hanina. Ani Isi es Rebbe, I saw Rebbe, in the middle of Shemana Esra, Shegihek, he burped. Upihek, he yawned. Venis Ashesh, he sneezed. The rock, and he spat on the ground. Oh right, this is, this is what Rochanina said, I saw Rebbe do. During, person, during Shemana Esra. <laughs> yeah, now you might say it's Losh and Hara. How can I he tell? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm how gonna... can he tell us these things? But we will see from the Gemara yeah. that what Rebbe did was nothing wrong. And also the point is like this, that Rabbi Hanina wanted to sort of establish what the halacha is like. Are you allowed to do these things during Shemana Esra? So he didn't say it. So one of the things, when you tell Losh and Hora, right, if you say <laughs> something which is Lota Eles, for example, somebody phones you up about a Shidduch, and you feel it is only correct to say, you've got to be very careful this boy or this girl is about cars for example they, they get uh, they get angry very easily they've got a temper now it's not lost and horror because it's it's Ellis. it's for a purpose you want to save this person you want to save somebody getting married to so and so because it's not they're, or they become aware of it they become aware of it uh, yeah exactly so if you tell something Lata Ellis it's okay so here Rabbi Hanina even though at first sort of look you might think, what's he telling us these these personal things about Rebbe? Yeah, there is is it's in order to establish the halacha. So that's what he saw, and he also carrying on, all right, top of kafdaladom and base on the mashmesh die, He handled his garment. Now, why did he handle his garment? Says top Rashi, lahave hakino haiksosai to uh, remove a lice that was biting him right so there was a lice on his baguette he'd shake it off but he would not wrap himself in his talus in other words if his talus would fall down off his shoulders during Shemana Esra he wouldn't put it on now the question is are we talking about it's fallen off completely or are we talking about that it's just slipped down a bit well, the answer to that is from Rashi. Rashi doesn't say, because Rashi just says like this: "Avolai top line, im talisa." If his talus fell, 
when he was in the middle of Shemona Esra, he didn't sort of put it back on, on, in order not to interrupt. So according to Rashi, we don't know whether it has fallen off completely or it just slipped off his shoulders. If you look at Titus, right, top Titus, Mamash Meshba Big Dai, Pirush Rashi, so Titus says that Rashi explains, Lahavi Akinox also to get rid of a, li- a life, some lice that was on the beggar. Avaloi misate, but he would not, uh, be misate if he would not put the, the talus back on. Imnoflo talisai, if the talus had fallen, utre milunenu. So says Titus that according to Rashi, these mamashmesh babigdai is one thing. In other words, he would shake off a lice thing. And the second thing is that he wouldn't put on a talus if it had fallen down. So it's two separate dinim. They're not connected. Titus disagrees. Says Rabbeinu Chanal Pirush, the Choda Milsa. He no, it's really one point he's making. Pirush, when he says Mamash Mesh Bebigdai handled his garment, nothing according to Tyson, nothing to do with lice. He handled his garment because it had fallen down. In other words, talking about the talus. Pirush Mamash Mesh Bebigdai thinks Shalayipah that it shouldn't fall down. Avalim Nafal Mal Rishai, but if it had already fallen down. Then, if it fell down completely, then he would not put it on. Shari af soccer because it's half soccer. In misatev, if he puts it on, kibn shenofal agamle because if it fell completely off him, avalasakin kasas shalayipol lai have half soccer. So Tyson makes a difference between if it's just slipped down or if it's fallen off. If it's slipped down, then he says he would be mastic. That's not really such a long half soccer. You just sort of adjust it. Whereas if it's fallen off, then you don't. And it's interesting, Allah Lamaisa is that if it if it no, if it yeah, but apart from the brocha, if if you're in the middle of Shemana Esra and your talus falls off, if it falls a little bit, you can adjust it, no problem. If it falls off, yeah. right, then you can't put it back on. However, in Aloha it does say if it disturbs you terribly, yeah. if it's really annoying you that yeah. the talus is lying on the floor, yeah. then in between brochas you can put it back Did on. Do you make a brocha? Well, no, not in the middle yeah. of Shemana Esra, no. You wouldn't make it at all then? No. Um, uh, yes, I think after Shemana Esra, you, I'm not 100% sure, I think after Shemana Esra you do, because once it falls off, there's been Hesachada sort of thing. If, when you take off a talus with the intention of putting it back on, yeah, then, you, then, yeah, then for sure you do not make a brocha. I think if it falls off, it could be you do, I'm not 100% sure. Right, so in other words, so that's the Machlokes Rashi Tosos, is Mamashish, according to Rashi, Mamashish Babigdai and Avalaiho Misato is two things. Mamashish Babigdai, he can, in the middle of Shemana Esra, handle a garment because of lice. Avalaiho Misato, if he wouldn't put his uh, uh, talus on if it had fallen off, we don't know. And Tosos says, no, it's one thing. And there's a difference, according to Tosos, there's a difference between whether it just slips off a little bit, but it's still on you, just slips down a bit, or if it's fallen off completely. If it's fallen off completely, you can't put it back on. And that's what it means. The Gemara of Allah, if it had fallen off completely, you could, can't put, put it back on because that was too much of a hefzik. Oh. Now we're going back to the Gemara. Second line. The second line. Yeah? When he would yawn during Shemana Esra, he literally means he would place his hand upon his chin 
because to conceal his open mouth, which is not covered. I think what it means is, not literally covered, because if you're yawning, right, and you try and, 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 and put your hand on your chin and close it, it won't work, right? What it means is, I think, like what we do, you just put your hand, like, next to your chin, and it will automatically cover your mouth. He's under the microscope, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So he watched him very, very carefully. All right? So he saw that what? That, um... Yeah, when he yawned, he would cover his his mouth. Okay. So this is what, so again, just to remind ourselves, this is what Rabbi Hanina said, I saw Rebbe, I observed him during Yisra Esra, and he did all these things, he he, he, he burped, and he, he, he sneezed, and he spat, and he yawned, and all the rest of it sort of thing. Apart from spitting, all are involuntary, aren't they? Oh, 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 we'll see. Oh, oh, we're coming to that point about voluntary and not voluntary. The Gemara comes to that in a minute. Right? Mesovate. Very good. Many times you said things, and that's exactly what the Gemara says. You should be a tanner. <laughs> well, at least an Amara. On the ball. Mesovate. Now, they challenged this. How could Rebbe behave like this from the following Bryce? We say like this. If one, a person is davening Shimon you know we learn from Hana that you've got to daven quietly, right? But we said, somebody who allows his voice to be heard, it means he's not shouting, but he, <coughs> he's not davening quietly. He's saying it with, you know, sometimes you can hear somebody, a buzz, you know, a murmur coming from the thing, right? It's very, very disturbing. It is, isn't it? Very. Hari That is a person of little faith. Why is he a person of little faith? Explains Rashi. Because by praying loudly, he makes it seem as though Hashem can't hear the tefillah if he says it quietly. Alright? <laughs> so therefore that's why he's called Mekhtane Amona. Now. That's interesting. But somebody who raises his voice, who does it really loud, while he's saying Shimon Esra, Harizem and Sheker. He is of the false prophets. And Rashi explains it, the false prophets, <coughs> When there were the, <coughs> the false prophets of the Baal, when they were fighting with Eliyahu on Mount, Ka- on Mount Carmel, it said, Vayikru'u Bakar Godel. They sort of called out in a, loud, in a loud voice. Right? So therefore, if you call out in a loud voice, you're like the Nevi'e Sheker, like the false prophets. Right, now we come to our, so, so that is just brought as an introduction. Can I ask a couple of questions? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, speak, uh, regarding the, the fighting on Mount Carmel, um, you know some people box when they do the meter. Yeah, they get very lively. Yeah, yeah. very lively. So is that that's not countenanced, is it? Is it suggesting it's presumptuous to do that? Or well, no, it does doesn't mention that at all. I mean, they're genuine. I imagine they're genuine. They're getting excited. Yeah, 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 know? yeah. They get young, very excited. Young men. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, but they they really are uh, animated. That's right. Uh, yeah, really, um, I feel it's like a bit off-putting if I happen to be standing. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. It's not sometimes. <laughs> it, it's, it's sometimes you see talk. children doing that as well. It, it's really a little. You know that's aping. But I mean, we've got some of the genuine. Yeah. They get really excited. There, there's yeah. a story told that there was a, a sort of a, a boy came back from yeshiva. You know, like forty, fifty years ago. Now, now it's standard that everyone goes to yeshiva. But forty, fifty years ago, somebody came back yeshiva bocher, and he was shockling. You know, quite wildly, sort of thing. What here? So, yeah, here in Monk. So somebody went up to him, went up to his father, and said, "I think your son's got a bit of a nervous disposition. <laughs> Send him to Harley Street, and I'll pay for it." 
<laughs> yeah. Or, or, or I heard this was yeah. somebody was shockling way. Somebody shouted him. This is a no shockling zone. <laughs> yes, you are a lively man. Yeah, very lively. Yeah. And again, no, no, no. See, that is part of Twitter. I agree with you. It is off-putting when some people go over the top and go with sugar, you know. Yeah. But that's all part of Twitter. That's no problem. But, but here we t- here we're talking about yawning and sneezing and spitting and burping and all that. Yeah. These it's not covered for the Twitter to do all you that. You find it somebody you sit when he says from Ezra, he. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And d- does it disturb you at all? It's I don't notice it, but people sit near me, they do. So do, do you, would you doesn't, gut? Doesn't even know. I don't. Would even you gut him? I don't. I didn't even notice it. No, but you know that he does it. Right. So, come so now it says Magai Mafaik. Yeah. So so wait a minute. So so this we've got this brighter. This brighter says as an introduction, if you do it a little bit loud, then it's Magtania Mona because you feel God can't can't hear. And the Makabir Kods put also, if you say it very, very loud, you're like Naviyah Shekhar. Yeah, now we come... My second question, sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, I think the Gemara is right, but it's a bit harsh, because sometimes people, when they're genuinely communicating with Hashem, yeah, yeah. They, they sometimes can't help raising their voice, because they're animated. So isn't it a yeah. bit harsh? No, know? because they should oh. train themselves, because when you're, when you're doing it loud... You talk about the Amida, right? yeah? The Amida. And the Amida, in the Amida, yeah. yeah? They should train themselves. They know that that filler is a quiet filler. But aren't you meant to say huh? that in order that you can hear it? You can hear yourself. You can hear yourself. Yeah. That's yeah, also quiet. If you say yeah, it, but you can hear yourself. That's also quiet. No, no, no. no. It, it must be quiet that it does not disturb other people, mm. right? And if it does, and, and we'll see. The Gemara will actually talk about that yes, afterwards. So we're coming to that. We're coming to your point. Okay. So now we come to the point of about Rebbe. So now with the brighter says Magaik or Mafaik. One who burps or yawns during the during Shmonestra, how is that He is arrogant because he is not being. I mean, would you do that in front of a king? You had an appointment to see Theresa May or Vladimir Putin, oh. <laughs> who is not who is not shaking in his boots tonight. I can oh. assure you, right? But would you burp in their face? No, it's, it's arrogant if you do, right? But as the client says, so, it's, it's what, involuntary. It's are we coming? Are we coming? We're coming. Belt, belt, belt. We're coming. We're coming very shortly to that. So Harry's <laughs> Emigasa Ruach, somebody is, is, is burps or yawns during the Twilla is Megasa Ruach considered arrogant. Somebody who sneezes during davening, Simon Raloi, it is a bad sign for him. For yes, I remember, and some say, it is, you can recognize it's evident that he is a very low class person. Right? I mean it. And, and the last thing is, somebody who spits while he's in the middle of davening, it's as if he spits before the king. I agree. That, right, that's easy right. To so, so now comes the following. So that is the brisa. So now comes the question: How could Rebbe do all these things? He burped, he yawned, he sneezed, it, sneezed, and he spat during Shemitah Esther, because that's what we heard from Rabbi Hanina observed him, and we see from this brisa that you shouldn't do it because Magai Kamafaik. If you yawn or you burp, it's Megasaruch, it's arrogant. Amis Atish, if you sneeze, it's a bad sign. 
and harot with philosopher, somebody who spits is ke'ilu rot So we see all those things that Rebbe did, you shouldn't do. So how, the question that the Gemara is asking now is, how could Rebbe do those things? So now we're going to come to, to, to your answer. It's understandable that burping and yawning, that there's no contradiction between what, what Rav Hanina said about Rebbe and Abraisa. Here, when Rebbe did these things, he did them against his will. Right? If you yawn or you burp, he tried to hold it in, but he couldn't, and he did it against his will. Therefore, right? Um, therefore, that's not Kasaruch, that's not arrogant. In the Brysa, when we're discussing and we're saying that Megayik and Somebody who burps or yawn is Mikasaruch is arrogant. That is if you do it on purpose. Huh? On purpose, yes. Purpose meaning, right, you, you, have control, you control yourself, <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't bother, you, you know, you feel you need to burp, you don't, you don't hold it back. Right? And, and, uh, right. So, okay, so we've answered Megahik on the fight. That's the, f- Two out of four. We've answered. But there's a contradiction between what Rebbe did that he sneezed, and here we say in thing that if you miss Atish, it's a Simon Ra, or others say Nikashim he's a low person. Right? Now, here, here, Rush explains, you can't answer, you can't differentiate the same way that we differentiated before. Can the answer, can the sino, one is against his will, one is not. Because sneezing, a person can't produce a sneeze at will. He can't. It's always by accident. Right? You can't just sneeze. And therefore, so you can't answer. So Miss Atish and Miss Atish, you cannot answer the same answer as you did with Megahik or Mephaik. So, so we've got this contradiction. We've got this contradiction on the one hand that Rebbe sneezed, on the other hand the Bryce says that it's, you shouldn't, it's either a Simon Ra or Nikashim you, 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 you recognize this person can be seen that he's a low level person. I say, how can he sneeze? The answer, the answer is Kamalamalo, Kamalamato. When, when Rab Chanina spoke about Rebbe, it refers to a sneeze from the above, namely from his nose. Right? Kamalamato, where it says a person is a low level person, it's a euphemism, it's a sneeze from below. What it means is he is passing wind, and Rashi says not only passing wind, but passing it loudly. Right? So such a person, you can tell he's a low level person sort of thing. So again, so that answers the third case, Nisatesh Amnishatesh. When he sneezed, it was sneezing with a nose. Sneezing with a nose is fine. But the other sort of, in inverted commas, sneezing, yeah. which is breaking wind, that's what the Bryce refers to as, a, that's a low-level person. it can be involuntary as well. Yes, that's true. That it can be. Yeah, it can be. But that would say it's Simon Ra. What? That's described as Simon Ra. It's described as a Simon Ra. Either, either. Even if, yeah, it's true. E- even, yeah, but the like Gomorrah, yeah, but the, but, but the Gomorrah will explain shortly mm-hmm. that we're talking about somebody um, when we say, um, sorry, when we say, um, somebody who sneezes, right, um, sorry, yeah, yeah, that it refers to somebody who's passing wind, yeah, so, so why you say, why, why, why is it a Simon Ra, 
But there was a thought. There was a time when people thought that sneezing, proper, uh, yes, real sneezing, was a. Uh, a yeah, because you became ill. Yeah, because you became ill. But here we're saying it's only a simara if you if it's the you know not the not we call sneezing from the nose, sneezing sneezing from. Uh, passing wind. Um, I, and of course, I, I understand why the Gemara is so critical because I know it's sensitive, but we are discussing it. If someone passes wind, yeah. it affects other people. Correct. Oh, that we're also going to have in the Gemara. I don't know whether we'll get there tonight, yeah. but the Gemara discusses all these all these points because it's human. You know, yeah. the Torah is human. It deals with human beings, and and that's, it does that happens to human beings. It doesn't mention copy, does it? What? Copy. No. <coughs> to Amrav Zerav Zerav says Omilsa Ivloi Lebei Rav Hamluna the following Rav Zerav said the following thing was made known to me in the Yeshiva Rav Hamluna Usakido Li Ki Kula Tamidai yeah should I take one second let me so uh, what Skili yeah um, Skili Li no. Skili yeah Usakido Li Ki Kula Tamidai and to me, it was equal in importance to all the rest of my learning. What was so exciting about it? Because again, we're going to discuss in a minute, it's about sneezing. Right? It's about sneezing. So, but what was so special about it that it says it's, it's compared, it's equal in importance to all the rest of my learning. So there's Rashi. If you look at the Rashi about seven, eight lines after it gets uh, narrow, or to Kinaliki Kulatamadoi, because this who is it Rav Amnuna um, no Rav Zera we're going to talk now about sneezing and, and we basically say that sneezing from the nose is fine we'll learn it in a second but the reason why it was so dear to him is because he was a big sneezer he was Rogilis Atish. He used to sneeze. So when he heard, let's for, oh, I'll tell you what, perhaps, perhaps, yeah, perhaps I've jumped the gun. Perhaps I've jumped the gun. So what did we learn? On the contrary, somebody who sneezes from his nose, it's a good sign for him. Why? Just as he gave him satisfaction below in this world. Meaning, why, why is it satisfaction? Because, you know, when you're, yeah. when, when you're about to sneeze, it's very irritating. Yeah. And after you sneeze, you feel the relief. Yeah. So just as, as it's, it's satisfaction for him when he's done it, it's a relief. So it gives him satisfaction above in Shemaim. Rashi says, what does that mean? To answer his fillers. Yes, the same way that if he sneezes, it gives a nachas ruach milamala. Right? So it gives a nachas ruach milamata. That means that you get satisfaction in this world because it brings relief. So you also get a nachas ruach satisfaction in the world above. Namely, that by sneezing, your tefillahs will be answered. No, because it, 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 that's just a memra. That's that's a mama chazal. Which says, if you sneeze in your, if you sneeze during davening, it's a good sign, it's a good omen. Why? Because the same way that it's something good when you sneeze, in this world, namely, here, when you, in the physical, when you sneeze, you have relief. So as well, in the spiritual world, there'll also be relief and the sense that your tefillahs will be answered. What happens if your sneezing causes discomfort to other people? Ah, alright, that's another thing, that's another thing. But what do we see from this thing? 
that there's nothing wrong with sneezing during Shemun Esra. Right? And therefore, when the Brighter says it's Simon Ra, that we're talking about not sneezing from the passing nose, wind. we're talking about passing wind. And sorry, I, I jumped the, uh, to the gun, that this Rashi then, going back to this Rashi, so why was he, why was this uh, Rav Huna, why was <coughs> Rav Zerah so happy to hear this Mama Chazal? Because he was a sneezer. Right? This says, Shkula alive, a chaviva. I'm happy to hear this, Brysa, because he used to sneeze a lot. Right? And therefore, when he heard, when, because he was a big sneezer, when he heard that sneezing is good for, you know, your tefillahs will be answered if you sneeze, therefore, he was very happy with that. Can I tell you a relevant story? Yes. Um, I'll disguise who it is. There's somebody I know, um, less than a thousand miles from here, who has an uncontrollable cough. He's yeah. part of his personality. Yeah. He coughs a lot. I yeah. mean, more, you know, and unfortunately, there are some people that took umbrage. Yeah, it's irritating oh, if you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can. It, and um, he said, he quite rightly said, "Show me in Shulchan Aruch where it says it's forbidden to cough." Yeah. And that shut them up. Right. Didn't stop his coughing. Though, no, no, <laughs> he didn't do cough. He coughs the whole time. He can't. He's got. He's got a, a permanent cough. cough. Yeah, uh, we do an Arab Hashanah to kiosk cough. <laughs> that means the shaking of the head. You know, I'm just making a joke. I'm being facetious. <laughs> Does it? Okay, so we've answered. So, so, so again, we had Magaiman fight. We answered that. How could Rebbe do it? It's not something good. So we answered. It depends whether it's voluntary or not. And then we answered Miss Atesh and Miss Atesh. How could he sneeze? The answer is the bad thing about sneezing doesn't mean literally sneezing. It means passing wind. And Miss Atesh, which he did, was proper sneezing from the nose. That's okay. So we still got the last one. Rock a rock is Kasha, right? Because we said Rebbe, one of the things he did was he spat. Yeah. Right? And we said a rock, somebody who spits is like spitting in front of the king. Yes. So therefore it's something bad. So how could he do it? Yes. Oh, so answer the Gemara, rock a rock namila kasha. This is also not a kasha. Why? Because Rebbe may have done as Rebbe Yehuda said, suggested. So I'm Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe Yehuda said, I'm in Bitzvila right. You were standing in the middle of Shemanesra and you get have saliva in your mouth and you feel uncomfortable. You need to get rid of that saliva. Yes. Some people always seem to have plenty of saliva. Even that uh, footballer this week, he you know, some <laughs> <laughs> you know they've always got got saliva in their mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any case, so yeah. So if you if you were doubling in the middle if, if you were doubling in the middle of Shemana Estra and you had saliva in your mouth so what he says, Mavliai Batalisai, then he should discreetly absorb it into his garment. In others, rather than spit it on the ground. I knew you would be upset about this, Danny. Right? We've got a story about you in a minute coming up. Right? So he says, Mavli Batalisai, he absorbs it into his cloak, into his garment. He just sort of spits yeah. it into his garment. Yeah. However, in Talis Noyo, what happens if he's got a beautiful garment? He's just bought a, a, a new three-piece yeah, yeah. suit. Right? And he doesn't want to dirty it with spit. He absorbs it in his scarf. And Rashi explains that they used to have a scarf which went over your head and it came down on either side. You know, like, well, we've got a scarf and we normally wear it around our neck. Well, on his head. And you've got it coming down on either side. So therefore you could just discreetly turn to the side, which is right there by near his mouth, and spit into that. Right? 
So therefore, we can assume that, that when Rebbe did the spitting, right, he didn't spit it on the ground, no. but he did it into the garment. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, rock, a rock is not a kasha, yes. right? Because when we say it's kill a rock from our malach, that's if you spit on the ground. But Rebbe did it like Rebbe Huda suggested, which he did, did it into his garment, or if he didn't want to do it in his garment, he did it discreetly into his, this, this, this sort of scarf. Now, Ravina Havikaya Khorija Ravashi. Ravina was standing behind Ravashi, while Ravashi was in the, while Ravashi was in the middle of Shemanesra. Nizdamalai right and Rav Ashi had spit in his mouth and he was feeling uncomfortable. Paskala Khairai, he spat it behind him. He turned round and spat it on the ground. I presume he said this after Shmanesra. Do you not agree with what Rav Yehuda said? That the refined way of doing it is not to spit on the ground. Although if you go to certain places now in, 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 in Olenu, they will spit on the ground. They've got a slightly different nusuch, some, particularly some chasidish shuls. So shehe mishtachvim lehevel of alorik. Oh, we don't say that. No, we don't say that. And then they spit on the ground and tread it in and all the rest of it sort of thing. Right? Lubavitchers. What? Lubavitchers do that. Yeah, Lubavitchers do that. Yeah. If we go to the Adasi and in Manchester you'll see it. What? Spittoons. Yeah, yeah, you can split into it. Yeah. Anyways, so what you said is, so he saw Ravina was standing behind Ravashi, and he saw Ravashi spitting on the ground. So he said to him, don't you hold of what Rav Yehuda says, that you should absorb the spit into the scarf. Why did you do it on the ground? He said to him, I'm not Anina Datoy. I'm very delicate. And therefore, I would have been sickened to spit it into my scarf or into my garment. Oh, yeah. And therefore, I was allowed to do it on the ground. And paper tissues to burn them. <laughs> no, no, no. This was long before paper tissues or probably hankies even existed as well. My children can't understand that I use a hanky. They said, well, you use tissues. But I'm just used to it. You know, what can I do? And I'd run out of hankies. And my, my wife just found from her father a bag like that of about 20 hankies I said marvellous I'm taking that that's my Yerusha <laughs> <laughs> ok so now we go just just a little bit further what we said is somebody whose voice can be heard while right. he's saying Shemana Esra he's Mekhtane Amona he's Mekhtane Amona we yeah. said he's of little faith. Yeah. Why is he of little faith? Because he, he, he say, he's, he's davening in such a way as if to say, God won't hear it unless I sort of say a little bit loud. So, Omer of Hunna says Rav Hunna on this. When did they say that uh, you can't, when we can be when should you not do that? Say it loud. Only, in the case of somebody where you can concentrate properly when you do it quietly. So in other words, if you can say Shemana Esra quietly and you can be Machav and you can concentrate on it, right, then don't say it loud. But if a person finds it impossible to concentrate while doing it quietly, then Mutter is allowed to pray audibly in, in a way that's sort of a bit louder. But hang on a minute. Before you, before you jack down and say, wow, that's okay then. No. 
That's only if a person is davening on his own. Then if a person davening on his own and he feels in order to get the kavona, he needs to say it a little bit loud, he may do so. But if he's a part of a congregation, even if he can't concentrate, he can't be machavan when he's doing it quietly, he is not allowed to do it loud because he's going to disturb and he's going to confuse the congregation. It's very important the cover that sibba uh, that that uh, you, you know you, that, like you, that. that you don't uh, you, just paskening is a rabbi's uh, thing, <laughs> but it is clear yeah. that if you daven in such a way that it disturbs other people, you I mean here mafurish, even if it's he, the, the Gemara is saying even if a person cannot concentrate, he has no right to say it loud if it's but civil because he's going to disturb other what people. About Besides Shmona Esther, are they screaming away in Ashray and all that business? Is that is that also wrong? Well, you see, Shmona Esther has got to be done quietly. Yeah. Right? So therefore we say you're not allowed to done it loudly. However, if you are Bayochid yeah. and you feel you need it, you can. Yeah, forget Shmona Esther. The rest of it is just common sense. The rest is common sense. It doesn't say that you have to daven Sukkot Zimra quietly. But you should never daven so loud that you disturb that, that, that you unless irritate you're, unless you're a Kalina Chosid you have a Davin with Kalina well they scream they scream yeah I mean okay. Okay. but it could be yeah if yeah. you're in a shul I him also Davin allowed yeah they chant it that's right it's, it's yeah. all common sense yeah. if if you Davin in a place where they Davin loud right where everybody yeah. Davin's loud and it's part of the thing you're not disturbing other people then because that's that's what's expected yeah. but if you Davin in a place where, where where it's quiet I don't mean deathly quiet but quietish yeah. Yeah. and you're sort of davening very very loud it it is very disturbing I can tell you that from personal experience yeah, you know it's very very disturbing when, when people it's also yeah. sometimes when it's too quiet it's, it's also not good yes. yeah because yes. there's a at the front yeah. Thinks there's nobody yeah. there. Especially during Pure Team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, relevant, uh, there, there, there's, um, do you remember the late Philip Rostel? Yes. He yeah. ran up, yeah. Beautiful how he ran up. To, to, uh, he had an aliyah, he used to and run right. like a mashogun. So and Dr. Levy, do you remember Dr. Levy? Yes, he also yes, used to yes, run. Yes, so, he, I think he was a judge himself. Or certainly he, he was? Uh, what? No, he was, he was a lawyer, a barrister. A barrister. So he, he once um, went over to somebody who was doubling for the Tibor, uh, you know, doubling for the omelette, and doubling very loud. He said, it's customary not to shout at the judge when you implore him. That was interesting here. Yeah, very good. Okay, we'll leave it here. Uh, are, are you taking... Um, I'm taking...